0: Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hi, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live with your Penn State talking points for Tuesday, September sixth. Uh, taking one final look back at Penn State-Purdue before we shift our focus this week to Ohio coming to Beaver Stadium on Saturday. We looked at the offense previously. Just want to look at the defense and some takeaways uh, from this performance. Uh, Number one, Purdue's decision to attack Joey Porter Jr., Penn State's number one cornerback, was an interesting one to watch. Uh, They did it again and again and again. They threw a lot at Penn State's top corner. And Joey Porter Jr. gave up some things, especially early. He had a defensive pass uh, uh, um, interference call go against him. That's something to watch because it was a consistent theme at the end of last season as well. But I think he sent a message that he was ready for it. He was here for it. Um, I think he backed up the hype. I'm not sure why Purdue felt like they could attack him or why it was beneficial to attack him. But Joey Porter Jr. in the end made it an inefficient um, venture for Jeff Brown and that Purdue coaching staff. He was uh, named uh, the national defensive player of the week, the ben- Benark award for that effort. He was recognized in a number of different ways for, for that effort. Um, so Joey Porter jr. I think backed up the hype and was a cornerstone to this pass defense, which we knew was going to be tested by Aiden O'Connell in this Purdue offense. They attempted 60 passes and Aiden O'Connell, who completed 72% of his passes last year when he was a second-team All-Big Ten choice, was 30 out of 60 for 50%. Penn State was credited with at least 15 pass breakups. I know there were some, some changes made to the box score after the fact, uh, which was a, a high number, which suggests that Aiden O'Connell wasn't overthrowing guys, wasn't under-throwing guys. He was uh, delivering the ball with a fair amount of accuracy. Penn State was making plays on it. So I think they deserve some credit. I think everybody on both sides and every each fan base probably recognized the fact that Purdue's offense, um, that short passing attack, was dangerous, and that they were going to have some success on Penn State's defense because it doesn't matter how good you are, they're they're very very good at finding where the openings are, and and they've got a quarterback who's accurate enough to deliver and, and capitalize. So everybody expected Purdue to have some success in this game. But Penn State's defensive backfield, they hung in there. They made plays late. They got pressure late, which we'll touch on uh, in a little bit. And I think all in all, the cornerbacks and the safeties really held up. Joey Porter Jr. got nationally recognized for that Um Calen King had a nice day. Daquan Hardy had a big play late, and he, uh, once again, was very, very good in pass coverage. They rotated four safeties in there, including Keaton Ellis, who was the starter next to Jair Brown, who I thought really looked good back there. So I think Penn State's depth in the secondary showed, and it was a crucial part of this game, and it ended up winning them the game because they held up and they made plays when they needed to yet run defense probably still a little too early to tell um how good they're going to be Purdue averaged 2.8 yards per carry there were some you know some times where they created some room that Penn State had to overcome and the question is a team that's a little bit more dedicated to the run a little bit more physical up front you know like an Auburn for example Michigan a little bit later in the year Can Penn State hold up against those teams? I I don't think we got a clear answer from Purdue. The numbers in the end looked pretty good, but I thought Purdue had a little success in terms of creating room for their running game where if they give up that amount of room to a a more talented back um, like a Tank Bigsby from Auburn, for example, Penn State might have some things to fix there. Linebacker depth was tested in a big way. Curtis Jacobs um, stepped off the field for a moment. He ended up coming back, so that was a nervous moment. And Abdul Carter, the true freshman linebacker, was ejected for targeting uh, in this game. So that really put their depth to the test. How they hold up at linebacker factors into how they hold up in the run game. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient You know, it wasn't really designed to uh, get to Aiden O'Connell much. He releases the ball quick. He's purposeful. He's experienced. He knows where he's going. He gets rid of it. So the pass rush was something that, you know, this was going to be a frustrating game for those guys. Uh, they ended up delivering late. Um, Chop Robinson with the pressure to help end the game uh, there. So not a lot done behind the line of scrimmage from, from the defensive ends. Uh, the two sacks that were credited to Penn State's defense were to linebacker Jonathan Sutherland and cornerback Johnny Dixon on a great play on a cornerback blitz. So we'll see. I think we'll see more of that pass rush against the team that isn't quite as crisp and quick um, executing their pass game. And we'll also see, I think, more creativity from Manny Diaz as, as we go. He, he schemed some things up to get pressure, which was good. Uh, he, he got a little creative, but in the end, I think he had to go with his strength on Purdue's strength and hope that they could make enough plays to get off the field and get a win, which they did. Um, and I think last but not least, don't sleep on Penn State special teams. Uh, I, I know that this group has been recognized, but everything was a variable coming into this season. Their punt returner was gone, and Jahan Dotson, their punter slash kickoff specialist slash place kicker, Jordan Stout, was off to the Baltimore Ravens. So you had new faces in all those spots starting in the punt return game. Parker Washington didn't wow with numbers in the end, but he he really showed an ability to track, adjust, and catch the ball in punt returns, which is obviously step one towards anything. He also had a long return uh, that was incredibly impressive, come back because his forearm touched the ground, where he definitely should have been tackled. So I think probably that lends itself to ball security in the punt return game and some potential for, for explosive plays. Uh, in the kickoff game, you saw Gay Wosu and Sanders Ahedak both um, boom some some uh, touchbacks. I think that'll be a continued thing. They look consistent. They look good uh, at getting the ball down the field and into the end zone. And I think the the brightest spot of all there were no field goals attempted. Uh, brightest spot of all was punter Barney Amore, who was terrific in this game and very very consistent. Eight punts, he averaged 46.9 yards. He had two downed inside the 10. He should have had a third one down very, very close to the goal line, but that was a botched, um, botched play by Penn State special teams he looked like the real deal at punter. And that's a position where you don't really realize what you don't have until you actually don't have it. And there were some threats there with Jordan Stout moving on a new face. Uh, There was talk about the freshman, Alex Paquetta, maybe making a run at this job, but Barney Amore really, really good performance in the field position game. And in a game like this, where you knew that you were trying to get every advantage you possibly could against this Purdue offense, that was a big deal. So, all in all, defense was okay. The pass defense looked like it was um, up to par against one of the better pass offenses that I'll see all season. And special teams helped to get those little margins that Penn State needed to escape Purdue with a 35 31 win. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. Be sure to check us out on our daily Penn State podcast from PennLive. Those are everywhere podcasts can be found. Everything else we do is available at penlive.com/slash Penn State football. And we'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a long-time patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.